Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this blessed opportunity to be together in your presence. We pray, mighty Holy Spirit, that you fill the service with your presence. Speak to everyone here present. Engage us through your word in the name of Jesus. Open the eyes of our understanding to behold wondrous things from your law. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. Are you excited to be in church? First service, are you excited? I said first service, are you excited? Wonderful. It's great to be with you and to be your pastor. Ntando. Wow, it's good to see you. I'm excited to be speaking to you this morning. Amen. Not just in Tando, I mean all of you. In Tando was just by the way. Yeah, I see you. I see you. If you see me, I see you. Great. Well, um, this morning, I want to speak to you for a short time. Is there a nice song we can sing? Just a simple um, Christian song. Okay, it's a simple song and then just resetting my time quickly so that I don't speak to you till the night. Okay. I think 50 minutes is okay, oh? All right, then let's do this 50 minutes thing. Is there a song? Which one? Okay, it's also nice. Do it with confidence, then we can go for it. Pleasing you, this, this is all I really want to do. To be pleasing you, pleasing you, this is all I really want. Let it be our prayer to God today. To be pleasing you. Pleasing you. Stand to your feet. This is all I really want to do. And I want to be pleasing you. Oh, oh. pleasing you. This is all I really want to do. One more time to be pleasing you. To be pleasing you. Pleasing you. This is all 
that we want to please him. We want to make him happy. Amen. As a Christian, you should want to make God happy. It's a good desire to have. To make God happy. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I want to share with you. I want to begin sharing with you how to be a devoted member of your church. You missed a good place to clap your hands. How to be a devoted member of your church. Hallelujah. So even by the title already, you can see that the church must be your church. Amen. You must choose the church as your church. Not as a church. Amen. Because when you see, those of you who are children, you see parents. But you know your parents. Say amen. Those of you who are parents, you see children. But not all of them are your children. But you know your children. So it already presupposes that the church must be your church. You must identify with it. You must accept it, buy into it, take it as your church. Adapt it as your church. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. If not, this message is not for you. Do you get it? I, I'm believing God that in the year 2022, I don't have to defend myself again. Do you get it? You have to make a decision. This is my church or this is not my church. Then if it's not your church, you step aside nicely, politely, gently. We see you at the moment. We say hello. If you are paying your money, it's not enough. So I have some extra 10 rounds I can top you up. Then we are all happy you go to heaven nicely. Do you, do you get it? So you decide this is my church. You see, this pastor, I've known him from when he was a small boy. It's now that he has gained weight to become bigger than me. But I knew him. He was very a young man. Young man. Very lean. I mean, he has been lean before. So, those of you feel that Musa cannot grow, don't be deceived. Musa will grow. You'll be surprised. Uh-huh. But this is back in the day in Pretoria. I remember when he was learning how to play the drums. Oh, this like small boy has grown, moved from Pretoria to Durban, Durban to Marys. It's like the church is my church. So wherever I go, I just start to Google, where is my church? Where do I find it? What's the nearest, where's my nearest church? And then I find it. Then I'm here. So it's not like there's a doubt in my mind, an ambivalent view. You know, ambivalent means your mind is going this and this. Like, uh, you, you can't decide where. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. So make that decision. Then this message will apply to you. If not, unfortunately it doesn't. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. So clap from this just by way of introduction. Now, in your development as a Christian, you, and in, in the church, you go through three main stages. To get to where God wants you to be. Alright, I'm going to what? Devoted members. Okay? Now, when, when you first come around in the church, or you get born again, you are usually, Bible refers to you as a dear. Because you show dearish characteristics. Refers to you as a dear. Now, I'm not coming to go into all that now. I'm going to preach a special series, God, if God gives us the opportunity next year, which is called The Blessings of the Sheep. Wow. 
and I'm going to tackle all these things, okay? It's just that this helps with my introduction of today's message. So, you, be, you, 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 you go, the first stage is the stage of the deer. The Bible says in Psalm 42 verse 1 that as the deer panteth after the water brooks, so my soul longeth after thee. So one main characteristic of the deer is that it's always panting. It's out of breath. Why? Because it's always running. Always running. A deer is a swift-footed animal. It's quick on its feet. What God has given to the deer, a lot of the animals, a lot of the preys, the animals in the, in the, the beast in the forest, they eat deer. Just as we all eat ribs and meat. Uh-huh. The meat they like is the deer. So a lot of animals eat it. And a lot of animals are pursuing it all the time. So every time what God has given to it to defend itself is its ability to run and change direction. I mean quickly. Some of you can change direction quickly. Your shepherd knocks on your door. You say, yes, come in. Then, who is it? There's always pastor. No, then boom, you, have this, you are in the next room. I mean, by magic, there's no external door, but you have appeared in the next room. Uh-huh. Dearish characteristics. <laughs> you are a magician. You are a Houdini. You can appear somewhere else. Amen. Powerful. It's okay. 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 Amen. Dearish characteristics. And, and, and it's swift-footedness. That's what it uses to defend itself. So sometimes you see a cheetah chasing a deer. And the cheetah is faster, way faster than the deer. But the deer will run just as the cheetah is about to catch it to change direction. And the cheetah's bones doesn't allow it to change direction that quickly. So as soon as it also attempts to change, you see something has locked somewhere. Then you see the cheetah going like that. It is locked somewhere. That's how it defends itself. Now, when you come around, usually when you first get born, I was also like that. When you first get born, you have dearish characteristics, which is you are sweet-footed, always trying to swerve your shepherd, trying to run away from your pastor, trying to deceive us in the church. I used to control sound in the church. I'll be controlling the sound. The pastor is preaching. When he blinks his eye, by the time he opens the eyes, I'm gone. No, I've left. I mean, like magic. You can't believe it. You can ask my wife. During the service. As I'm preaching now. I said, let me check a scripture. By the time I turn, gone. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm gone. He can't even mention my name in the mouth. Daniel, I'm watching you. But I said, oh, no problem. I'm also watching you. <laughs> I'll be doing the sound, doing the sound. I'll be watching the time. The deer is watching. The, the shepherd, watching, watching. So, oh, I, and I know, by all means, those days we didn't even have these projectors. So any scripture you want to tell, you have to go and read. So I said, John chapter, then you are going, ah, ha, he's gone. <laughs> Mad, he was here. Now you see me, now you don't, I'm gone. Some of you are like that. And currently you are like that. The reason why I continue to pastor you in spite of the fact that you are like that is that I was once like that and I've become this. So when I see you, I know what you will become. That's why I don't give up. 
You may give up on yourself, but that's why I don't give up because I know you will become like me. It's just a matter of time. So you, you come and say, dear, always running. It's a difficulty to get your attention to bring you to church. To bring you to the prayer meetings. To bring you to anything that has to do with church. Then you graduate from there. Then you go to what we call the goat stage. The goat stage. The goat stage. Goats have many characteristics. But one of the common characteristics about the goat is they are unruly. You can't, you can't direct them. You can't, they do what they like. They are independent and they do what they like. Their stubbornness makes them do what they like. You can't tell them what to do. You can't say, oh, it's time to sit down. Or turn off your phone and concentrate on the preaching. They can't. And it's not like they are using their phone for notes or for... In, they are, as you are preaching, they are updating their status. Even they are putting you on their status. As they are, they are, they are updating you on their status. Hey, Pastor, yesterday I saw a very nice picture of you. I wanted, now that I've seen you, I've remembered, let me post it. Whilst you are preaching, you can see me in the flesh, but you like me on a picture more than me, more than me in the flesh. More than the real me. So I'll be preaching, then suddenly I'm on, I'm, I've appeared in real time, live on your status. And tag me. Yeah. I'm independent. That's why it's like I operate by my own rules. The rules. Meanwhile, you are a member of the church. The rules of the church do not. Ah, uh-huh, there you are. Look at somebody has gone to stand on a on a tree stump. Who, who has sent it? Look at look at look at look at somebody. You'll be surprised that the owner is taking the rest of them somewhere. It has. Where are you taking us? I mean, I want to stand here. I'm not going. As you see it over there, it, the, you see, the picture doesn't tell you the truth because it's just a small, that's how social media is. When you see people's pictures, or you'll be surprised if you see them in real life, you, so this picture, if they were to zoom out for you to see everywhere, you see that the rest of the goats are with the owner and he alone, he's standing where he is. I, I won't go today. I want to go tomorrow. Okay, let me watch those of you who are going and see what will happen before I decide to go. So goats are unruly. You can't rule them. You can't tell them what to do. You can't tell them that pray. There's no, 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 no. Even if they pray, if you say let's pray for mercy, say I'm praying for grace. Recently I came to church. I said, we read a scripture that talked about enemies and that. The Lord will something. The Lord will deliver us from our enemies or give us victory over us. something to do with enemies. When I gave the prayer topic, come and see the way the people were looking at me. We don't have enemies. I said, I no. Actually, I asked a question. How many of you have enemies? They look at me. We don't have enemies. I said, if God Himself He has enemies, then you. As good as God is, he has enemies. The Bible says, why do the hidden rage and why do the people imagine a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed? God has enemies. You, you don't have enemies. Wait till they rise up against you. Then you will see that you really have enemies. But it's like to give a certain super spiritual... Listen, when we come to church and the pretense must stop, I think the makeup world has made us into liars. When you come to God, eh, look, pretend to everyone, even pretend to me, but don't pretend to God. 
Don't pretend to God. Because once you are pretending to, pretending to God, God will show it to you. Yeah, then your enemies will rise against you. When they rise, hey! No, really, now I know. Now I know. Now I know. Yeah, say amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. May you not be a, may you graduate from being a goat. You see, sometimes you see your shepherd is taking you to church, he's dragging you. He's like, I won't go. Come, I won't go. Come, I won't go. Come, I won't go. I remember some guy, I saw a video. Let me tell you the caption. I saw a guy who was running. They were trying to take him to Basenta meetings. He was running away from the Basenta leader. Then he fell from the top of a hill and he rode down into a stream. Goat. I remember a guy went to, we were going to call him to all night, Friday night meeting. When we went, he told us, I won't go. We talked that I won't go. Then there was a fight that broke up in his house when we left. Then he went to separate them. When he went to separate them, there was a lady and a husband and wife. So the lady went to the police to go and report. When she reported the case in the police station, then the police came, they were coming to collect the husband. I don't know how the lady told the story. His name came inside. Then they collected him also. Then they took them to the police station. Then they put them in cells to be Friday night, to be bailed Monday morning. If he had gone to the all night, he would have, hey, Pastor, what if he had gone? Then the man would have beaten the woman to death. That's gender-based violence. Then you will get a cause to work on. That's also something to do. The people, they've been married, they've been beating each other. That's how they are. That's how. And those people, after they went, they came, they made peace, and they continued their life. You have gone to, to, to sales and come. Don't be a goat. Amen. Then the next stage, which is where God wants to take you, is to make you a sheep. Amen. There's more excitement here than here. What, what, what did you do to them here? These people are happier than these people. I don't know why. And, and, and by the way, first service, you are my happy church. I use you to get excited to preach in the second service. So please, motivate me, motivate me. A sheep. A sheep. Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God is a shepherd. means he looks after sheep. Doesn't look after goats. Doesn't look after deers, antelopes, foxes, lizards, wolves. No, he doesn't snakes. No, no, no. He looks after sheep. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So it's like the relationship between God and you is sheep and shepherd. Shepherd being God, you being the sheep. Yeah, but the main sign, let's go on verse 2. He makes me to lie down. You can't tell sheep to lie down. And they will lie down. The Lord is my son, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You can't tell the sheep lie down. Then they will lie down. He leads me beside still water. You can lead the sheep. You can't tell the sheep, put your hands together for Jesus. And they'll put their hands together for Jesus. When you tell the goat, put your hand together for Jesus, the goat will just be looking at the way. No, I will put my hands together at the end of the service. 
You, you, I'll sum it all together. Then at the end of the service, I clap once. How many times should we clap in the church? Are we Sunday school children? Why? We are old. We are people's mothers and grandmothers and grand, great-grandmothers, grandfathers and everything. Why should I clap 14 times in one service? Only one 20 minutes preaching you are preaching. Or you don't have anything to say, so you want us to just be clapping throughout. But sheep, you can make them lie down. You can lead them. That's where God is bringing you to. That's where God is bringing you to. Why? Because he's leading you to a good place. He says, it makes me lie down in green pastures, which is a good place. He leads me beside the still waters. I need water to survive. Every animal needs water to survive. Every, that's why every important city is built around water. Not even every important. Every city is built around If there's no water, people cannot survive. Animals move towards water. All animals, every day when they wake up, they start looking for water. They move towards water. So when, when America is drying up, they start moving towards Africa because there'll be water there. Listen, so God knows what we need as sheep and he's leading us there. But it will take a certain following, a certain attitude from us to be sheep, to allow ourselves to be led. Then we can follow and go to where God wants us to. I see you getting where God wants you to be. Now, being a sheep is where God wants you to be, but he wants you to be a certain type of sheep, which is a devoted sheep. I mean, let me give you an example. I mean, everybody wants to have children. If you are married, you want to have children, but you want to have good children. There's a difference between children and good children. Or what do you think? What do you think about it? Yeah, you are young, that's why. You wait till you have a stubborn child. That's where you will see that, look, your child is the biggest thing in your life. Whether you accept it or not. You'll be surprised how much it worries you. When your child is not passing in school, you see how much it troubles you. Yeah, you see how much bothered, how bothered you become. Or when your child is becoming stubborn, well, I just, I'm becoming a goat, a goat-like child. I do anything that, you see how much it worries you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we all want to have good children. We want to have children. It's a blessing to have children, but in the children, we want to have good children. I don't want to have Goliath. Um, who are the bad people in the Zacchaeus, Absalom, Judas as children? Ah, where is John? James? Peter, the good people in the Bible, where are they? And then I asked for me alone, I should have uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar and go as my children. Why? Where's Joseph? They are going to give me Nebu. No, please. Nobody wants Nebu. Yeah, so God also wants sheep, but he wants devoted sheep. Devoted sheep. Devoted sheep. That's what he wants. So if you are a sheep, God wants you to be devoted. Acts chapter 2 is the piece of scripture I want to read. Chapter 2, we start from 41. What does it mean to be devoted? To be devoted, when we say somebody is devoted to something, then it means that to be devoted means to be zealously attached to something. To be zealously attached to something. Devotion means an earnest attachment. It's an earnest attachment to something. Zealously attached, earnestly attached. To love something very much. 
to love something very much. It means you care about it a lot. Number five, it means to be very enthusiastic and excited about something. That's when we say you are devoted to something. So when we say you are a devoted member of the church or of your church. These are the meanings that you are zealously attached to the church. You are earnestly attached to the church. You love the church very much. You care about it a lot. And you are very enthusiastic and excited about it. 41, it says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day were added, they were were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So this is the first time Peter preached. And then they got souls. So the church started. 42. Look at what they did. It says, 42 please. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Can you give me this verse in maybe the NIV? It says, and they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. And to fellowship and to prayer and to breaking of bread. Which is, which compass of what a church does. Teaching of God's word, prayer, fellowship, which is fellows in the same ship. We come and be in the ship together. And to breaking of bread, which is loving one another. Eating. Food makes you love. Anybody who says you don't love him, give him food. When he is satisfied, say, oh, you love me. <laughs> food, dear, you can't lie about food. Once you give it, they have, where, they are, where they say you don't love, they are hungry. Give them food, they will, love, they will say, oh, you love me now. This is just a, this is just a joke, okay, please. NLT, please. New Living Translate. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayers. Do you have NLT? Okay, let's move forward. Verse, verse 43 in the King James. Vid, vid. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. When the church has devoted members, there will be signs and wonders in the church. Yeah, there will be signs and wonders in the church. 44. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. 45. And so their possessions and goods imparted them to all men as every man had need. 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house. Pastor, I really like this scripture because immediately after church, I'm going to take everybody's address and then I'll continue. No problem. Just be devoted and let's continue like this. Amen. Yeah, there's food in my house. You can come. I'll give you something to eat. But not today. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 46, you've run away too quickly. And did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. 
and 47. Let's finish. Praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily such as shall be saved. Hallelujah. So this is the New Testament church, the beginning of the New Testament church. And it started by the 3,000 people who gave their life to Christ, devoting themselves, becoming zealously attached to the church. To the church. It's a state that God wants you to be in. Devoted to him, devoted to the church. It's where God wants to get you to. That's where God was. Now, how do you get there? Which is the title of what I'm teaching. So, let me give you a few steps. How many of you want to be devoted members of your church? I'm not looking so you can decide. I'm not looking. It's not like I'm marking. I'm not, I'm not looking. Number one, key number one. Decide to be a devoted member. Decide to be devoted to your church and to your pastor. Decide to be devoted to your church and to your pastor. Decide. Hey, Pastor, I'm waiting for an angel to visit me and touch my heart. Then I'll be... No, 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 no. We stopped doing that thing long ago. Decide. 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 You make a decision. You make a decision. Those of you who say you are in love, you decided to love a particular person. You decided. No, you just decided. It's not like, oh, Pastor, when I saw him, my heart moved from my left to my head. Please. Please, please, please. Please, please. 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 It's true. She had shimmering, she had shimmering features and glimmering features, which when you saw, excited you, caused your eyes to twinkle. But to you decided. Because we can bring somebody with more shimmering features. Than that one. And you will not. You will not it, the shimmering. Do you understand shimmering? It means that the thing is like. If, this is shimmering. Striking hits you. Yeah. Shimmering. Do, do, do that. Do, do that. Let's see. Shimmering. shimmering. I told you the difference between goat and sheep. You can't ask them to do anything. This side, shimmering. Yeah. It's like the thing is, is like a magnetic. <laughs> yeah. You decide. Proverbs 23, I think, verse 7, the Bible says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are what you are thinking in your heart. So if you decide, look. God has put me in lighthouse. Yesterday, somebody told us, God, put, God didn't want me to backslide. So he put me in Lighthouse Chapel International. Because I know the way I am. If they had, God had put me in any other church, this type of Sunday to Sunday church. Good church and everything, but the way I am, 
from Monday to Saturday, I'll backslide. And it's too long to wait. So God saw the way I am there. He put me in light out so that my only off day is Monday. Even that one, Bishop is asking for reports. Different reports. He's having WhatsApp discussions. So I can't sleep. Then Tuesday, flow. Then evening service. Wednesday, I have to do this. Thursday, meeting. Then Friday, flow. Then Friday, evening, prayer meeting. Then Saturday, outreach. I'm so engaged that I don't have time. I don't have time to. He he told us his life before he got born again. And how he used to live his life. He said, hey, God saw my case. He said, no, no, no. This guy. I can put him in witness. I can put him in redeem. I can put Pastor Chris churches Christ Embassy. All these nice churches. But the way he is, I need to put him in a church that is like the main thing about the church that every day there's a meeting. Every day there's a meeting. I mean, and the meetings don't end. Sometimes we start a meeting, one hour, the meeting, the topic of the meeting is that we have not started discussing. So, Charlie, how are you guys? Then we start talking, one hour has passed. Okay, let's come to the agenda. Hey, you meet her, by the time you go home, you are tired. When you get home, you can only do one thing, eat. After that, you sleep. Sometimes you are even eating, then you are sleeping. No time to backslide. So, God has put me in this church. I've decided that this is my church. I'll be committed to it. I'll be devoted to it. It's a decision you have to make. When you make that decision and the decision enters into your heart, then it will start to play out. It will start to play out. It will start to influence the things you do. He said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he means he behaves that way. Your behavior is a result of what you think. So, as he's thinking about it, I love this church. I want, oh, this is my church. I'll be committed to this church. I'll be devoted to this church. Then you will start to behave like that. So, your ding-dong nature is a revelation of what you think in your heart. Ding-dong means boom, boom, boom. That's the way it sounds. A lot of English words, they are, the meaning is the way it sounds. Ding-dong, that's all. Like the way the bell, boom, uh-huh. So are you. Your behavior will be like that. So as soon as you make that decision that this is my church, I'll be committed to it, it will start to influence your behavior. It will start to influence your behavior. When you go to a place you don't live there, that's the way you behave. And then when you go to another place and you live there, you'll see your behavior changes. Or let me know if you say, as you have come to church, that's the way you behave. Because there's a way you think about church. When you get home, there's also a way you behave. What do I mean? I don't mean good or bad. I mean when you come to church, you don't feel free. So, oh, then you kick off your shoes. Or you take off your wig. No, 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 no. But when you get home, oh, I've reached home. Some wives are experts. As soon as they get out of the car from the parking, they can kick their shoe. The shoe has a way to find the house. Enter the house. Then as they are opening the door, they have taken off their wig. Yeah, 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 yeah. One wife was saying that she couldn't. You see this phone that opens with facial recognition. Said the phone can't see her face. So the husband told her, "Put on your wig and put on your makeup. It will see you. It will see you." Yeah, 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 yeah. Just put on your makeup and put on your wig. The phone will see you. 
This one that you are looking at the phone, the phone does it thinks it's a robber. So there's a way you behave, and that way, that behavior stems from how you think about the thing. So when you have decided that, look, this is my church, number one, and I will be devoted to it, immediately your behavior will change. The way you are will change. Even a certain lady will come to, to you. There's a liberty you feel when you are in your house. We don't feel that liberty in other So, eat anything you can. Oh, please, eat, eat some more. And they, don't, they are not referring to the biscuit. They are saying that eat some more. But you are eating, you are cooling. Easy. You are watching. You are not eating. You don't know that. When you go, hey, the guy can eat too. Sure. So, you see, where I grew up, when you, are, when you are older and you come and visit and give you food, the children will be sitting down watching, hoping that the Lord will speak to you. That there are children in the house. So as you are eating, remember your boys are here. Oh yes, your boys are here. Remember that they are here. As you are eating, and we are waiting. So when you come, you eat everything. And then, I mean, you even eat, you chew all the bones. Oh! You know KFC chicken, there's a different way white people eat their chicken. There's a different way... Nigerians eat their chicken. <laughs> we are the Nigerians. We black people, we are the Nigerians. <laughs> so when you eat it like a Nigerian, all the children, when you call, oh, come and clear. When we come, we are looking at you. Hey, this uncle. <laughs> hey, oh. So when you come and visit again, oh, we all leave the house. I mean, there will be nothing left. But we know the aunties or the uncles that when they think of their children, so they eat, eat a little, then they leave, and they don't even eat it in a mess. There's a way you can eat food when you leave and nobody can eat again. They eat, I mean, nicely, psychedelic. And some of you, the reason why the food it can, is the way you dish it out. You put the rice and you, you anoint it with the sauce. You have already spoiled the food. The rice is heavy laden with the anointing of the sauce. <sighs> Say amen. From today, learn it from me. Your rice, even it's not just rice, any other food. Rice is here, sauce is here. Even any food that goes with sauce. Let the sauce be on one side. Let the other one be on the other side. Let me explain to you. Everybody and the amount of sauce they like to add to their particular each, I don't know, that uh-huh, each blow each blow of the food that they put in their mouth. It's called one, when you take one, it's called one blow. Do you get it? But in English, it's spoonful or whatever. But I think blow is, is more practical. So when they are taking one blow, they want a particular amount of sauce. But you have anointed the whole thing with it. I know that that's how your mother was doing it. I mean, I see it all. I've been around a lot. That's how your mother, that's how our mothers were doing it. Do you get it? But put it on the side so the person can take what they want. Also, so that when they don't finish the food, whatever is left can be used. 
can be used. Because if the stew is on one side and you eat only half of the stew, half of the stew that will be left, it's not like you have touched it. No, you wouldn't have touched it because you will eat, you will take the stew from the closest one to you. But when you put the rice there and then you line the rice up like pizza, then you put the stew on it like a spread. You have spoiled the whole food. It cannot even be eaten. Like a a topping, extra cheese. What was I saying before we came to all this? I've forgotten. But decide. Brother, my sister, decide. I am going to be devoted to this church. Which is, I'm going to love it very much. I'm going to be attached to it. I'm going to be enthusiastic about it and excited about it. You should be excited about your church. Oh, you should be. I'm excited about my church. Oh, yes, I'm excited. Let me say this thing. Our church is not the best church, but we love it. You will ask for that one. Don't go. Ah, even your children, you know the way they are, but you love them. Ah, that's your uncle who comes from um, Tofimba, but who always causes confusion in the family. He, he, you, you know he behaves um, some way, but you love him. Let, when, let meet him at, in town. Somebody's trying to fight him now. You take off your shirt and start to fight. Why? He's your uncle. So we know. We accept it. Don't even come and tell us. Sometimes even when you try to tell us, it's a... It's a it's an irony. Because we already know. We know that the camera is not as nice as it should be. We could have gotten a camera that you can stand at home and be filming us in church. We could have got, we know all these things. We know the pastor is not as tall as he should be or as short as he should be. We know all these things. It's just, it's, a, it's an irony. But what we are saying is that in spite of it, with it, we love it. We love it. Just as you yourself, I mean, you have uncomely parts, you have certain behaviors that are not complete, are not proper, is, I mean, is, but we still love you. We still love you. You sit on the chair, you break it, but we still love you. You come to church late, but we still love you. We don't go around telling, this one is coming to church late all day. No, 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 we love you. That's, you are the one God has given to us. So we love you like that. This is what God has given to you. Love it. Love it. Hallelujah. Amen. So decide. Decide. Number two. Time is running too fast. Let me give you number two. Number two. Say good things about your church. Say good things. Say good and positive things about your church. Say, I'm saying how to be a devoted member of the church. Say good and positive things about the church. Anything you say negative things about, your heart moves away from it. Your heart grows cold about it. Your heart grows cold about it. Psalm 122. David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, I was happy. I was glad. When they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Verse 2. Verse 2. He's talking about the church. He says, our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. He said, we will be in church. Our feet will be in church. I was excited. When they told, they, they, some people, he said, I was seeing some people came to call me. They, I said, what's happening? So, let us go to the church. Oh, church, I'm excited. Come on, let's go. Let's go. I was happy. I was happy to go. I was happy to go to the church. 
Verse 3. Then look at what he says about the church. It says, Jerusalem is builded a city that is compact together. This is David talking about his church. He said, it's built as a city. The church is built as a city compact together. You can't break a part of it away. It's compact together. When people leave the church, they are destined to leave the church. They have not been compacted together. They are destined. They are fulfilling their prophetic destiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are not compacted. That's why you have to be devoted. Or you will not be compacted together. So anytime there's a shaking, you will see that the loose parts fall away. They are not part of it. I mean, we have all gone through a shaking. Why are you still here? Compacted together. Compacted together. Compacted together. But the portions that were not compacted together, hey, I'm going, please. Dear pastor, I'm, t- I'm sending you this. I pray that this finds you in good. I'm typing this message to you to tell you that I have decided to leave the church. Um, I don't want to state a lot of reasons. May God continue to bless you and bless all the church members. Thank you for all the years that we have been together. Amen. Of course. Then I also respond. God bless you. Or thank you. Nowadays, I don't even say that. I just thank you for letting me know. And that's it. But it's not compacted together. Stop quoting scriptures that you don't know. <laughs> it's a, Jerusalem is building a city that is compacted together. Joined together. You can't split it. You can't, I mean, offense. You, you know why they are saying what they are saying? Don't mind them, okay? On my wedding day, after I had married, the next day I came to tell you, all my family, all my big uncles, aunties, all they were all there. When I was invited to the stage to come and say hello, something happened, which I can't say for obvious reasons. When I feel all my uncles started, what is why? Have you done something wrong in nature? Is this really? I was like, ah, okay. But I said, oh, not a problem. Continue moving on with my life. As for offense, oh, please. You must be a child to let offense remove you. Yeah. Because offense is part of life. Jesus said, offenses. They will come. It's Jesus. It's a prophecy. Do you think Jesus' prophecy will not come to pass? When Jesus, who thinks Jesus said that when we get to heaven, I would like to ask. One is offense. He said offense, they will always come. Then the other one said the poor, you always have with you. Oh. Jesus, Jesus said oh, poverty will go away. Then we all know that one day we will all become rich. I said, oh, poor, you always have with you. It will come to pass. By all means. By all means, offense is a test of your stability. Those of you who are married, have your husbands not offended you before? Ladies, they offend, but you are still there. Because offense is not enough to wake up, to up and go. Husbands, if you're a husband, you have a wife. Bishop was telling a story about a man who said he was struggling. He was struggling. (laughs) 
<laughs> listen, listen carefully. He said he was struggling and used to, he would be, he used to drink. So when he's drunk, he sees everything in twos. So he was seeing his wife too. So the problems were double. Yeah, it's like the problem. See, when the wife shouts once, he hears it twice. <laughs> We are happily there. Not that we are there. In a, we are happily there. Say good things. They said the city is compacted together. Let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Verse 3. Verse 4. Without the tribe, verse 5. Okay, let's leave this. And next week we'll go into it. We'll go into it. But say good things about the church. One bad experience with one of the church members, you can't go and say, all the boys in the church are very bad. The careful of lighthouse boys, they are very bad. How many of them have you tried? Ah, just one bad, one bad brother. Even the, that brother is at the good stage. He's now developing. And we also gave you a sub that, mm. Mm. We gave you a Hester that this brother, he's now coming, so take your time. You said no. I'm in love. Then when you went and the love bent you, you said, like, be careful of lighthouse brothers. Are you not a lighthouse brother? Are you not a, is he not a good brother? If you like, say no and see. Ah. And as for lighthouse girls, hmm, the least said the better. You see their hair like that. Hmm, demons. each one of them to see whether their demonic uh, activity, have you have a logbook on their demonic activity to see if each one is a demon? Ah! Don't say negative things about the church. It's not like there are no negative things about it. I told you already, the church is not the best church. No, but don't go. When you say, see, when you are the one saying it, your heart draws away from it. Yeah, your heart draws away. Sometimes you are with people, they are saying bad things about the church. Then you too, you are a church member, that is to raise and say, hey, sister, don't talk like that about the church. If you don't like the church, leave the church and leave it for those of us who are inside so that we're happy in the church. Don't stay, say this. Instead of rising up, you say, hmm, even me. Even, I see your point. I see your I've been noticing it, but I, didn't, I couldn't find the right words to put it together. I didn't know how exactly to put it, but you have put it in the biblical terms. Very soon, your heart will draw away from it. Some of you to have a special, you don't say anything, you are just quiet. Nothing good, nothing bad. The guy who said nothing good and nothing bad about his brother, he killed his brother. His name is Absalom. He ended up killing his brother for two years. Said nothing good, nothing bad. But it was in his heart. As they were saying, it was in his heart. So as you are within there, say, eh, you see, the church, eh? me, I don't know. I feel that the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord has left the church. Yeah. Because when the dove was visiting churches, 
It didn't visit um, uh, the, the, the lighthouse, the lighthouse church. I feel it, I feel it. Then you are also there. It's just a matter of time. Your heart. Look, if somebody's with you and he keeps telling you, look, this brother is a good brother. This guy is a nice guy. Oh, he's a nice guy. He can be your husband, you know? He's a nice guy. With time, you will fall in love. Your heart will be drawn towards him. The same way, when they, you keep saying bad things, bad things, bad negative things. Oh, this, this, this. sometimes it, it sounds to you like something very small. Steven some oh, but, but, but it's not really in time. I said that usually they don't close on time. Usually they don't close on time. Usually they don't close on time. Then to graduate from usually they don't close on time. So the church takes too long. It will take too long in church. We go to church too many times. We go to church all the time. We don't do anything again. We are always going to church. Some of you can feel I'm already in your house, eh? I mean, on your dining table. <laughs> I'm at your dining table. It's changing from today in the name of Jesus. Bible says we did things in ignorance which even God overlooked. Because we did them. Now knowledge has come. Yeah, from today, don't say bad. Anything, say bad. Say bad things about your parents, your heart will leave them. You say bad things about your children, your heart will leave them. You say bad things about your friends, your heart, it's just a matter of time. So say positive things, good things. I love this church. I like the way the church is. Look at Psalm 27. Maybe let me finish that. Psalm 27, verse 4. David is still talking about his church. He says, one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his church. He says, I'm going to be in the church to look at the beautiful things that are in the church. Beautiful things that are in the church. Are you saying that as you have come to church this morning, you have not seen any beautiful thing in the church? Be honest with yourself. Your neighbor sitting in front of you, is your neighbor not beautiful? Tell me. Tell me. Look at, look at such a beautiful lady sitting here. Are you not seeing beautiful something around you? You said there's no beauty in the church. Can't you see flowers? Can't you see lights? Can't you see? There are churches, they don't even have a TV to see the words. When they quote the scripture, you can't see it anywhere. But you can open your eyes and see. He said, that I may behold. Behold means to see. That I may see the beauty of the Lord. You have to choose to see the beauty of the Lord. Say good things. Come, we have preached nice message, you understand. Do you know why I joined Lighthouse Chapel International? Let me tell you, I close on this one. You know why I joined this church? Sit down. My mother took me to so many churches, any church in the world that she can think about because this boy is too bad, he has to change. Take me to this church, the pastor will preach poor oil. Take oh. light fire. Oh. Uh, let somebody vomit a frog. Oh. Let somebody somersault. Oh. The day I'm broke, I say, okay, I'm born again. Then after church, I ask my mother, I'm born again, but I'm broke. Then she'll give me some money. After I collect the money, I've redrawn my born again. And it's not like this type of born again you redraw in your mind. I tell you, I'm not born again again. No, so that next week you don't come that let's go to church. I'm not, I'm not, I want you to know I'm not born again again. When I was invited to the church and I came, I didn't understand all the song, everything. But one thing, 
when the pastor, even when the pastor was preaching, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about football, this, that, this. I should finish so that I can go and watch my soccer. I was drawing in my Bible. Yeah, yeah, you know, my mother, my mother wanted to do ministry. So she had Bibles under my bed. So as soon as I say, oh, church, I just put my hand, I take a fresh Bible, born again, fresh. Nobody has used it before, virgin Bible. I brought it to church. I didn't know that you have to take a notebook and all this. So I was drawing in my, I don't know how I had a pen, but I was drawing my notebook. Or maybe my wife gave me a pen. When the pastor finished, said, what did I preach today? Then he started to walk towards me. Then I realized, that, hey, this guy, he, he, the way he has confidence, he can easily ask me during the people that, what did I preach today? So immediately I thought my head, hey, what did I hear? Then to my surprise, I could remember the things he had said. I said, wow, this must be the church for me. This must be it. Because it's the first time I've gone to a church that somebody has preached. And I can remember what the person has said. And I can also under, like suddenly I could understand. He had three points. Point number one is it. Point number two, point number I said, hey, this must be the church for me. That's when I started, I started coming to the church. I saw something nice. You have come to church. Pre- the preaching is as simple. You know goat, deer, sheep. Is it not a good thing? Now you go and say, uh, you have been going to take you to funerals. The pastor's preach. You don't understand anything. He says, I'll be there so that I can see beautiful things. May the Lord open your eyes to see beautiful things. Beautiful things in the church. Beautiful. To behold beautiful things. You came there singing. It touched your heart. It's a beautiful thing. See it. And I believe that God will bless you. Folks, my time is up for this service. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Oh, if you are clapping. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Turn us into devoted members of this great family you have blessed us with. From today, let there be a divine and supernatural turnaround in our hearts. To the beautiful house you have given to us. In the name of Jesus. I pray for every heart that has gone cold. Let your fire be rekindled in the heart. And bring it freshness and fresh fire into that heart. That it will burn afresh with love for your house. That we can say like David. That I will seek one thing we have desired. That we will seek after the Lord. And we will will seek after. That we will seek after. That we will dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of our lives. To behold the beauty. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you. But you know in your heart that if you are to die today. You will not go to heaven. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. This is the reason why we have gathered. We have not gathered because of the church. We have gathered because Jesus died for us. And we have used, the church is just an avenue, an outlet for people to go to heaven. You are here like that. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Pray with me. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. 
I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. I do not want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to go to heaven when I die. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Please sit down for a second. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.